0: kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV.
1: Today we're going to talk about Neil Gaiman's The Graveyard Book. So this is a fantastic, spooky
0: book. Yes. Um, for Yeah, for, with Halloween coming up and everything. It's a really nice time of year, and I'm really glad you recommended this, because I had not read it before. So, yeah, this is like my exact speed of spooky.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> yeah, because, like, my, my tolerance for horror has gone up in recent years, but I'm still kind of a wuss, but this is, like, right on that line, you know, so, like, it's a little bit creepy, but just, like, it's more fun and nice. <laughs> yeah. But before we get too far into that, um, we have a couple of announcements. Yeah. Yeah, so... This is our very last episode of our first year. We will officially be a year old on November 1st, <laughs> our next episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we wanted to do something a little bit special um, for our listeners, so we have planned a giveaway. Yes. So, yeah, Diana has been collecting all kinds of goodies from... Our first year of episodes. Um, so, do you want to you want to describe it a little bit? Yeah.
1: Well, I, we'll we'll keep a little bit of a surprise, but it's uh, items yeah. that are related to episodes that we have done. And so, there'll be some books in there, some edible items, of course. Um, yeah. So, just some a bunch of fun things. So, whoever wins it, it it'll be like a little Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a pre-Christmas, a yeah. little oh,
0: Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, the way you can enter into that giveaway is you can go to our website at fictionkitchenpodcast dot com slash birthday, and there's all kinds of things you can do. You can uh, tweet about us, share us on Facebook, um, Tumblr, Pinterest. Um, All of that will will get you an entry into the giveaway, and you can get multiple entries, so if you do multiple um, things, you get double points for leaving us a review on iTunes. Yes, which we would really appreciate. We've gotten just a couple of reviews, um, really nice ones, and then a very honest three stars (laughs) from somebody So So yeah, yeah, so good review. Yeah, good reviews are welcome, but honest reviews, yeah, being very flattering, will will
1: give you extra entries. So just, (laughs) right.
0: (laughs) But if you you really like us, but but it would make us happy. (laughs) So no, that's okay. I think maybe that you know that three star was from when we were very young. I think we're we're improving a little bit, but um, (laughs) yeah, we're trying at least. Um, Yeah, so so please, you know, share us. We we'd. I think we haven't, like, promoted too hard this, like, first year because, like, I at least wanted to make sure we were going to be really consistent. Um, And we have. We've, like, you know, we've been rocking these out on schedule for a year, so I'm really proud of us. Um, Yeah, so I think this year we'd we'd really like to, you know, grow our listener base and grow our community because, like, I mean, you know, I've I've met several people through this podcast, and it's been really fun to talk to you guys and cook with you guys and, um, Mm -hmm yeah like just geek out together so um so the other thing we wanted to mention like apart from the giveaway is that um you know kind of related to that we do want to kind of grow our community a little bit so um we welcome you guys to to cook along with us and you can send us like pictures of anything you've cooked from our recipes or like anything that you've cooked like related to topics we've covered um send them to us on any form of social media fiction kitchen podcast at gmail dot com um, um in any any place you can get in touch with us and we're gonna collect them in a facebook gallery so that that'll be a cool way to kind of share anything you've done and we're gonna start announcing our upcoming episodes so that you guys have a little time to um you know read and watch along with us
1: yeah so it'll be kind of like yeah. a little cooking club. Exactly. We can all do this together. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that'll be really fun. So our upcoming episodes, yeah, we're going to announce, like, the next couple weeks in advance. So we've got the Hunger Games coming up. Of course. And, (laughs) yes, I know, can't miss that. And then Jim.
1: Whoa, whoa, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll be really interested to see the inspiration. Inspired foods of gems. So oh, I know. Do My God, please! With
0: us. <laughs> Pink and sparkly things. Make them and send them, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like we've got a bunch of movies coming up for this like holiday season because yeah. you know all the, all the, good the movies releases are coming and, out. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that'll be really fun. And so yeah, I hope we we get to hear from you guys. So please, and we we love feedback. We love
1: you know just talking to you guys. So. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, giveaway and cooking club. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> keep, your, keep your eyes out for that. Yes. All right. So,
0: let's do some tasty time. Mm-hmm. Tasty time. <laughs> so, Diana, what have you noticed around the fiction
1: foodiverse these last couple weeks? Well, I want to share about O.M. Geary. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, so it's. Yes, I, I follow that Instagram, so yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's Mike. Oh, I like. I know how to say his last name. Wait a second. Let me see. It's Mike Cravanis. Cravanis. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah, Mike Cravanis. Anyway, he is like a bento, a character bento master. Yeah. So character bentos or Kiarabin, um and he's Disney focused. And so um yeah, he has Instagram, he's also on Twitter and Facebook. Um, but he does just incredible Disney inspired bentos. So a lot of um so it's definitely food art. It's almost like illustrations in food form. And yeah. predominantly with colored rice and um and he's also working now in conjunction with Disney Parks. Um, so far, he has two how-to videos up on the Disney Parks blog. Oh, cool! Yeah, the check first out. Mm-hmm, the first one he did was Goofy, and then the most recent <laughs> one is uh, Inside Out. So Joy and Anger from Inside Out. So that is like super exciting um, for him, and and yeah, he does really fun. Yeah, art artwork. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, that's what I, <laughs> Yeah, like I said, I've been following him on Instagram
0: for a while, and yeah, his binders are adorable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's cool because, really cool. Um, like, if you follow him on social media, like, he'll give updates on his adventures as well. So he, like, visits um, the Disney parks often, it seems, um, and, and Disney cruises, but he shares pictures of, like, when he meets the characters, um, the the people who are dressed up as the characters at the parks, like, he'll show them pictures of the bentos that he has made of those characters, Aww. and he'll like <laughs> get, get their reactions, or, yeah. yeah. So that's really fun, cause yeah, like he'll he'll show he'll show them their likeness in bento yeah. form, and they're all like, what? Like have these surprise faces and everything. That's really <laughs> cool. Aww, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. So he seems like a really fun, fun dude. Yeah, and very very talented bento. Nice. nice. Yeah. So check him out.
0: Well, thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah. So, what is your tasty time?
0: Um, I have a quick callback and then a new one. Okay. Um, so, on our very first tasty time, I mentioned um, Christine McConnell. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so she she is the um, lady who is a. Model slash photographer slash baker, yeah, uh, yeah, (laughs) slash whatever you know, you name it, she doesn't. Um, but I just wanted to mention her again because Halloween is coming and Chick is cranked up full gear, Uh, like, because this is her her year, yeah, it's like (laughs) her season, so yeah, so she's she's out in full force, so yeah, check out out her Instagram again because she's got like creepy cakes. Awesome costumes. Yeah, love it. Plus, she's got a book coming out next year, which... Yeah. Sign me up. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention her again because, you know, like I said, her, her content's a-flowing, so... <laughs> yeah. Check it out. But, yeah, so the new thing I wanted to mention um, this week is um, I Am A Food Blog, which is a quite popular blog, which I've followed for a while. Um, it's not a fiction food blog, but um, she so she she does mostly like um like really delicious delicious looking like comfort food, a lot of Asian food, um just like really tasty looking stuff. But um, she's gearing up for Totoro Week. <laughs> what? Wait, <laughs> yeah. tell
1: me about Totoro Week. Now um, I'm excited. What is yeah. This so
0: apparently, I didn't know about. This I'm, like somehow I'm I missed it, it, but like I think she did it last year too, and it's her in conjunction with another blog called um, Coco Cake Land, which um, as you can imagine is like really pretty, like beautiful cakes. Oh, um, yeah, so the two of them are doing Totoro Week, and so basically, I think last year she made just like a lot of cute Totoro foods, like I think she made donuts, and um, yeah. this year she's already been doing like a couple. Um, a couple, like, practice rounds, you know, like avocado toast and um, Totoro eggs in a hole and <laughs> just, like, cute stuff like that. Um, but I think, I think it's, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's the last week of October. Um, but if you go on... It looks on, like it. Yeah. yeah, yes. But if you go even now just on Instagram and, and you know, hashtag Totoro Week, um, a lot of different people are putting up their Totoro creations. Oh, so, we should
1: get in on that. Yeah, we
0: sure should, since we did do a Studio Ghibli episode. And I know you've got some Totoro-shaped um little sandwiches on yeah, your we'll blog. Yeah, it. dessert
1: sandwich, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I need to yeah. revisit Totoro.
0: I know. Tudor is one of my favorites. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's just super cute, and I love it. So Awesome. Um, yeah, keep an eye out for that.
1: Nice. Thanks for sharing that. I am, like, excited about that. Now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, alrighty, let's get into our main episode. We are talking about, um, the Graveyard Book. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, well, full confession, I haven't finished yet. Uh, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> my, I'll try not to spoil it.
0: My gen- Well, I, I did read a, like, a, a general summary, so I wouldn't be completely clueless, but, um, <laughs> um... Like, my general thing with this podcast, like, I'm really bad about procrastinating. Like, we'll record an episode, and I'll be, I'll be like, whew, that's done. And, like, do... I know, we take a
1: breather. Yeah, but... and, like,
0: do nothing All for a sudden, week. Done. And I'm like, oh, crap, I have, like, a <laughs> 7 oh gosh, I'm season TV show to watch. Or, like, you know, this giant novel to read. Which, it's not a giant novel, but still, I couldn't knock it out in a week. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, but it is one of those things that, like, I'm dying to finish, so I'm going to finish it, like right after this podcast is over because I'm totally yeah. hooked. It's it's
1: like I, I love it. There is a witch in the book. Too. There is, I'm on the witch chapter. <laughs> yeah. That was actually the first chapter that Neil Gaiman wrote was chapter yeah, four. Yeah, it So, stone. so
0: yeah. I think there's, like, what, like, eight or nine chapters in each... Eight chapters, yeah. Yeah, and each of them are written like a short story, so they could kind of... Exactly. Like, they build on each other, but they could also kind of stand alone, so I think you're right. So, like, yeah. the general overview is, um, it's a little 18-month-old baby who his like, in the very first chapter starts off good his family is like brutally
1: murdered um, Yeah. And I, wait let's read the first oh, the first line i'm like of, oh man what did diana get me into <laughs> chapter one how nobody came to the graveyard there was a hand in the darkness and it held a knife and there's an illustration with Ooh. it too yeah yeah there's illustrations <laughs> in the book which are pretty cool um
0: yeah so this poor baby like his his family's brutally murdered but somehow he escapes the um the assassin who chases him into the graveyard and his um you know panicked ghost of a mother you know asks that the ghost yeah. of the graveyard take care of him so he's pretty much adopted by um, you know, a pair of ghosts in the graveyard, but he's kind of raised by everyone who who lives there. So it's kind of a yeah, play. It, it takes
1: a graveyard to raise. Yeah, a exactly. Yeah. Instead of it takes a <laughs> it takes a
0: village, it takes yeah. a graveyard. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so the book like kind of follows. Um, they name him Nobody or Bod for short, and it just follows him. Like each each chapter, um, is like in two year increments. So he's growing up in the graveyard and having different, you know. Spooky Adventures, and, um, yeah, it's just really interesting, and, um, it's kind of a play on the Jungle Book. Um, Yes. Yeah, but instead of being, you know, a a little boy being raised by, like, wolves and jungle animals, he's being raised by ghosts and vampires and werewolves and whatnot, (laughs) so. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like, a really interesting book, and like I said, it, it walks that line between, like, spooky and fun, you know? And, yes.
1: yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I've been it, talking a lot. <laughs> well, no, yeah, yeah, no, that's perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the book was published in 2008, uh-huh. um, and it won a ton of awards in 2009. Uh, let's see, it won Newbery Medal, the Hugo Award for Best Novel, Locus Award for Best Young Adult Novel, and the Carnegie Medal, and then it was nominated for a slew of other awards. Um but yeah it was published in 2008 but uh, Neil Gaiman actually like had the idea for it back in like 1985 some yeah, somewhere I read that. around about yeah and inspired by his own little son who was at that time about 2 mm. and um so they they lived in a house that did not have a a backyard or a garden or anything uh so he would take his son across the street to the churchyard and so he could like ride his little tricycle around and so he so neil gaiman was (laughs) you know with his son on one of these little outings and watching his son (laughs) pedal around gravestones and uh, and then he had this idea like what if yeah a child you know a child was in a situation where he was raised, yeah, just like the jungle. Park, and what a you know, great was spark of yeah inspiration. Yeah. So that's that's pretty. But cool. it was interesting, like yeah. So he had these ideas so long ago. Um, oh, and and also uh, something, not only just the fact that his son was in the graveyard, uh, but also that his son seemed just very content and comfortable there. Yeah, like not at all um, disarmed. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, or alarmed by. Yeah like being surrounded because because he was oblivious you know but also yeah and that just kind of brings up the wonder of children it's like everything is new to them yeah like they're they have no concept of I should. they're like equally should be equally surprised by everything you know yeah and and that everything is just normal to them right even if it's not normal to us because they don't have any what is it? They don't have like a point of reference. Uh, yeah, is that yeah. Yeah. And so and and that is really cool, because I, I think about kids and and also just if you're thinking about the supernatural or um, you know, seeing a ghost or something, which yeah, this growing you know, being raised in a graveyard, yes, like you said, it's like these ghosts and other creatures and um but it's just everyday occurrence for the main character. But yeah, kids I mean, yeah, they don't have a point of reference, and so they wouldn't know to be afraid of a ghost or... You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially if if they're so young, that is what they're... Um, that would become their norm. Exactly. You know, and Anyway, um, but Neil Gaiman didn't start writing, or he did not write the book, the Graveyard Book, um, at that time when he was inspired. He wrote a little bit, and then he put it away because he in his mind he thought this story deserves to be written when i am a better writer
0: yeah so he did a lot and of practice in between 1985
1: yeah. and yeah, 2008 and like you said, he wrote it in yeah. bits yeah yeah and and he yeah, published a lot of other great books um, but yeah and then he came back to it and at that time his child Uh, was his little boy that was riding around the graveyard he was a grown man (laughs) and so he so the the story would not have been the same of course because now his own experiences had changed right so it
0: really grew up with him and that is kind of interesting that like you know each story does kind of make a jump and then you know
1: yeah it's like two years or so age difference each, each chapter for the main character yeah Yeah, and at the very end, like you, and you'll, as a parent yourself, um, but also just with that in mind about Neil Gaiman, that he had the idea when his son was little, but then when he finished it, you know, his, uh, he had the experience of, of um, having a grown child. Anyway, you'll be able to see that when you read the end, um, because it's very, like, I kind of want to say heavy handed a bit, like it kind of felt yeah. No, I anyway.
0: I read the read summary, so like I kind of know what you're talking about. The like, just
1: like the whole theme of the book basically is, yeah, growing up. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, cuz like he he ends up leaving the graveyard. Spoiler. Well, okay. Spoiler, alert, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, all our pockets. I mean,
1: he didn't get to stay there forever.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he decided to join the real world and kind of go off. But I... So yeah. I I didn't read it, but, like, what happens when he leaves? Like, it just kind of all disappears, right? Like, he doesn't get much of a chance to, like...
1: Yeah. It's that whole... Again, it's the whole idea of how awesome children are with their... What they accept and and their belief and their faith and everything like mm-hmm. that. And... And... You know, so, yeah, when Bod, as Bod ages, and then he hits a certain age, um, I think, I think he's 18 at the end of the book, so an adult, what is considered an adult, Mm -hmm. um, and so he can no longer um, interact with the residence of the graveyard, and the graveyard itself. He cannot interact with Yeah, it and so,
0: it, and it's, like, very final, so yeah. it's not, like, a decision, like, oh, I'm gonna leave, but I could come back someday, or something like that. It's, like, no. They're, it's...
1: like, only if, only when you're dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> only when you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's, like, so, yeah. This... I'm, like, he better make a will to say, ha- please have my body interred at such and such right. a graveyard. <laughs> well. Which isn't even in... It's not even in use anymore. Right, I was going like, to say
0: yeah cuz like all so. the all the ghosts in the graveyard <laughs> died like 200 years ago. It's not um
1: Yeah, it's a nature reserve. Right. Now, yeah,
0: no no <laughs> n- new bodies coming yeah. in. <laughs> so that's why his
1: family wasn't put there.
0: Yeah. But but um Like, when he leaves, it's very final. Just like childhood. I mean, like, when it's over, it's over. You know, you might wish it was still here, but there's no going back. So, yeah, you're right. It is about growing up.
1: Yeah. Yes. But, (laughs) um, but speaking of, let's see. Here we go. This is on Neil Gaiman's, uh, website, and... Let's see. He says, Normally when I finish a book, it's over. Maybe there are more stories, but it's done. I get letters from kids asking why I don't do another Coraline book, and maybe she's at school and the other mother could be pretending to be her teacher and... (laughs) But I can't really imagine writing another Coraline book. It's done. The graveyard book, on the other hand, seems to be generating other stories in my head. Mm. I guess I'm really interested in what happens to Bod next. Interesting. I suppose it's understandable. Uh, My bot, my model was the Jungle Book, and there was the second Jungle Book. Um, So anyway, so okay. So so we might not be done with BOD. Hmm. Yeah, I. I mean, it's been a few years. um, I mean, and he's been doing other books, but yeah. When I finished reading Graveyard Book the first time, um, it's very much. Like yes, that chapter of his life is done. You know his his childhood. Yeah. is is finished. But you know the fact that he goes out into the wide world. Yeah, it's like where, his next adventure is like, just beginning. You know? have adventures and travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, so, and like, well, I don't know if we can like spoil <laughs> spoil more, but like. We learn towards the end of the book that there are these organizations and so certain organizations we assume that the bad one is kaput um, but not to say that others wouldn't arise but anyway um, and then there's a good organization and, and they have a certain mission to protect the boundaries of this world like between life and death etc. Um, so anyway I would love to see Bod join that the honor guard the good organization oh, okay. i think that would be really cool be a good path um, mm-hmm. especially you know with his experiences and everything yeah um but i don't know if that is open to humans or only um supernatural creatures but anyway that's kind of <laughs> that might be kind of vague for some people but like i don't, I don't know if i want to spoil it too much um But uh, there are a lot of, so this book is totally full of, um, a lot of allusions and, uh, curious tidbits. And as you said, the main character's name is Nobody Owens. And that is like, what? Why would you (laughs) do that? Um, but that was inspired by an epitaph, a common epitaph on pauper's gravestones. Uh, Oh. Rattle... Yeah, rattle his or or nursery rhyme, traditional nursery rhyme. Um, rattle his bones over the stones. It's only a pauper who nobody owns. So n- nobody owns like nobody owens. owns. O w n s. But then Neil, when Neil Gaiman heard that uh, rhyme, he was like nobody Owens. Like the yeah, changed it to the last I name like that. Owens. Yeah, and nobody, and nobody, that name when I first read that I instantly thought of the folk tales I can't remember the specific ones now but it was it's like um, when interacting with fairies or um, people of fairy uh, there was anyway that tell them your name is nobody like
0: yeah this sounds sounds vaguely familiar I can't
1: remember so that you don't get in trouble. So, if you don't say your real name, then if you just say, like, nobody, then the person who's trying to accuse you will be like, Nobody's it. <laughs> right, right. And then they'll be the ones who get in trouble. Like, <laughs> but I can't remember what fairy tale or folktale that was from. But that's the first thing. Yeah, that I, I think I've heard that too. So, yeah, that makes but, yeah. sense.
0: Because he is, like, able to pretty freely interact with. Um, all the ghosts, and
1: he's given... Yeah, he has the run of the Yeah, graveyard.
0: freedom of the graveyard, which means yeah. he can walk through walls and everything just like the ghosts can. Um, and then, you know, when he meets the witch, like, they get into kind of a scrape, and she teaches him to fade. Um, like, if nobody's paying attention to him, he can fade away and be invisible,
1: so yeah, yeah, he he gets and he can yeah fade walk and... yeah and then I think
0: yeah, yeah like I said I read a summary so I haven't gotten to this chapter yet but he he convinces them to let him go to school <laughs> and it, yeah. like I, I'm not Oof. sure what he does exactly but like you know there's some bullies there and he freaks them out with one of his you know graveyard
1: tricks um so yeah he he can instill fear oh
0: okay yeah
1: yeah I think I and also dream walk. Ooh. Or, like, get into their, affect their dreams. Yeah, so he's yeah. got all the
0: ghosty powers, um, that ghosts do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and he was able to do those things outside of the graveyard, so I think, so that, and that's another curious thing, it's, like, now, you know, at the end of the book, when he's grown up and leaves, is he still able to do those things, like, well, because there's some things he that he can't do anymore in the graveyard because he's grown out of he's grown out of the graveyard but but the fact that he did some things like that when he was outside of the graveyard like does that mean well maybe because he still had that
0: connection he was still going back every night he probably had some like you know residual connection i don't know like it does like there are like kind of a bunch of interesting rules and the book does a good job of kind of like gradually laying those on you um like -hmm. for example like um his family dies at the beginning and so he's talking to all these other ghosts why doesn't why isn't he just you know raised by the ghost of his mother um and so yeah cuz she was Yeah, so they yeah. kind of explained that like she was a new ghost and so she's still like her like ghostly energy hasn't really calmed down yet like she's very like kind of disjointed and panicked and not really she's still tied to the event yeah and she's not even like thinking straight yeah so (laughs) like all she can think to do is like ask them to take care of her baby you know which is like heartbreaking to me because you know she she's kind of powerless um yeah as a mother so but so that's why like she's not able to take care of him but these like older ghosts are kind of like kinda, they've been dead a couple hundred years at least like so, so, yeah, and they always wanted right yeah i <laughs> know oh, yeah the the Owenses are like very simple and like very calm and very matter of fact like oh yes we're just ghosts we hang out here you know all the weird stuff that happens they kind of you know pass off as whatever um yeah so that that's kind of lays out that rule and then you know there are like a bunch of other kind of otherworldly beings there Um, like Silas it never really says outright that he's a vampire but like there's a bunch of Neil Gaiman did confirm Okay, it, okay yeah, gotcha. yeah. I
1: mean, he makes it pretty obvious Yeah, Yeah, anyway. there's the very kind of, you know... Um, yeah, I don't know why people would even right, to they're like, come out and ask not. point blank. But he did answer okay. it directly. Yeah, like,
0: okay, people, yes. you figured it out. Yeah. So, yeah, there's clues yeah. to say he's a vampire. And then um, Miss, Miss <laughs> Lupescu.
1: Lupescu, yeah. yeah. Which the the beginning of her name is L-U-P, which you know, is... wolf. Um wolf. To denote lupine or yeah, wolf, from yeah. From the Latin...
0: Um, yeah, so she is a werewolf, and then we've got some ghouls.
1: <laughs> yeah, them guys. Yeah. Yeah, and there, it's like the 33rd President of the United States, and, which is what, who is it's, it? It's uh, Harry S. <laughs> Truman, I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, Truman, yeah, and then, what is it, the Bishop of Bath and Wells? Yeah, and some the, kind the, of, or like, or, I'm um, mixing them up. Anyway. Chinese. And then Victor Hugo. Oh, Victor Hugo. Yeah, that was pretty good. The president, or his, yeah, somebody of China, like, some authority of China, yeah, in China. But, like, but, and you just assume it's because they, I mean, you could assume it's because they inhabited their bodies. Right, yeah. That they actually, that they actually were those guys. Well, either that because it says, because they tell Bod that they can change him into a ghoul. And so right, like you he wonder become... if they simply took those names or... Did, where, where have they, they, actually, always, been... they, have they always been... Were they always bodies, like... Well, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah. Because they, yeah, they say that there are, like, two ways you can become a ghoul. And so either they, like, eat you or... <laughs> I don't... Or, like, something... Some other way that we don't... We never got to find out because Bot escaped. Yeah. He but, did not yeah. want to become a ghoul. Yeah. Yeah, so the, with those guys, that was, that was... That was interesting scenes with them. Because they were, like, comical, but then they were gonna, like... Bob was in real peril with yeah, them. Yeah. Even though it was a very strange, like... It,
0: yeah, it was a weird dynamic, because they were just, like, so yeah. silly, you know? And, and just,
1: but like... Then, yeah, apart, but kind like. of yeah,
0: terrifying at the same time, which kind of makes it even more scary, you know, because they are kind of like unhinged in their you know yeah. behavior and stuff, and and they threaten to either eat him or make him a ghoul. <laughs> Those are his choices. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that was really interesting too. Uh, about with Miss Lupescu too. That's that's where we learned definitively that she is a werewolf.
0: Although um, there has she, been like, she has gray hair, yeah. and like at the same time, she showed up. A dog showed up in the graveyard that was gray, and yeah. was
1: kind of like, yeah. That kind of was a. And, uh, it
0: wouldn't let him play with her. That that kind of cracked me up yeah. because yeah, like Mrs. Yeah. Lupescu is like. I mean she she's a good person, but she's very cranky and Bob doesn't like her much. And then like, you know, the dog has the exact same temperament because it is her, but like, you know, it, it won't play with him yeah. or anything. So I thought yeah. that was kind of funny. Yeah. And I, I like
1: how, um, she said that she a hound of God and that reminded me of the Grimm story. Oh, the hound. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How the wolves were of God. Like Satan created the goats to destroy things, like, to eat up all the good stuff, Um, and then they got out of control, and then God created the wolves to, like, keep them in check, and so that, so that's what, when, when I first read that, the um, Hounds of God, it reminded me of that um, story, but also, like, that is a real name for werewolves, um, historically, Yeah. Um Yeah, and there so there's actually know much an account, about historical a historical of Account. Um Well there's a, just like a lot of other popular um supernatural entities, there's a lot a lot out there. Um but there's one story, um, Theus of Kaltenbrunn. I don't know. <laughs> right but anyway, <laughs> um in sweet uh, or Swedish Livonia, anyway, it was in the late 1600s. Um, but there was a trial that went on. But this the guy said claimed that he was a werewolf, and he used the term "hound of God." And he said that um, he and his fellow werewolves, their job was to go down to hell like three times a year and fight with the devil and and his witches. Mm-hmm in order to get back whatever what they had stolen from people like greens and livestock okay. etc yeah so so I thought that was really interesting um, like this so there are historical accounts of or anyway there, there is that mythology um, that exists outside of the graveyard book about um, werewolves being called hounds of God and like fighting for good and and that's how Miss Lupescu describes you know why she calls herself a hound of God um uh, Yes, yeah, that they like that she well she says that, that they like protect the borders and um and that they like don't run run from a fight and yeah, so it's really really cool. And that was actually uh what she said to Bod then, which was kind of towards the beginning of the book, um was like foreshadowing mm-hmm. for what we learn fully at the yeah. end of the book. Yeah, too. Yeah. Which like just the, ta- like, reading about that it, the, about the honor guard and their mission, it's like just so open for another book, you know? Yeah. Like it doesn't even have to be about Bod, but I mean, we right? Because that comes up like I mean, just, just introduce the activities of the honor right, guard, yeah?
0: Right. Yeah, because because I um, like I was very much wondering about the whole thing because I haven't, you know, like I said, I'm only halfway through, and so um. I was wondering, like, where does this, the man Jack, you know, he's the one um, who pretty mm-hmm. much murders Bod's family. So, like, who is this guy and why is he, you know? Oh, my gosh. I could I know you from... could. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, like. Um... It's interesting. Yeah, no, it's super interesting. So, I was, like, wondering <laughs> who he is and why. Because, like, he's still searching for Bod. Like, you know, Bod got away. Um, but. Did you read. The interlude? No, I haven't is... gotten to the interlude yet. It's, I, I'm done oh, okay. with the four, I'm done with the witch chapter.
1: Yeah, and okay. so the
0: interlude is coming because I know it's coming because, like I said, I read a summary, so I know it goes into the explanation in the next. Um...
1: Well, so you know that it's like a whole room full of yes. jacks. Okay, yeah, there yeah. are many. So, <laughs> but like, it, but you know, I just I just, I just briefly
0: read the synopsis, so I haven't really like you know I. I don't quite get it, but I will once I read that. Yeah, so, like, there's... there's. So I won't tell you? So I should Oh, go ahead. I, yeah, like,
1: I, I don't mind... I'm going to read it anyway. I don't mind the spoiler. And, yeah, same, okay. go for it. Well, so it's... Yeah. So they're the jacks of all trades, or the knaves, But isn't that fun? Like, so this kind of... So Neil Gaiman, the writing in this book reminds me of one of my favorite authors of ever, Dinah Wynne jones and they were actually close friends. Um, she's passed away now, um, uh, which is why I use the past tense. But um, yeah, it's this like mixing, this like subtle mixing in of folklore. Oh, I'm like okay, so she wrote "Howls
0: Moving Castle." Nursery.
1: I'm like, why do I know that yeah. name? Okay, yeah,
0: I haven't, I haven't read it. Any heard? Okay.
1: But she would do. I. Oh my gosh! I have poured over <laughs> her books. Like I love them, and but she would do this, same thing. But it's like these subtle references to, like folklore and and things like that that are kind of in the back of your head and you and they, in the back of your mind and and they're like s- kind of a little familiar. Right. To you. Yeah. Because he. And then at the end she like reveals and then you're like oh, oh my that's gosh what that was. now I remember that or you or it's stuff that you can google and you'd be like oh my gosh right that. yeah there like were, there were... Cause I've googled a lot of stuff from the graveyard book and I'm like oh it's this yeah what? you're exactly right Yeah, cause there were several
0: instances of that like I in the in the witch chapter he said something about like um like his idea of witches and something about like the chicken house or whatever with, with or the house oh, yeah, Baba yeah, you know? yeah yeah but like he never like really comes out and, and says it and then like there was something else oh um jack was going to cut the thread you know of of his yeah. life so that's back to um the fates in greek mythology yeah, yeah. so there were like several like little things that
1: I know, yeah, you I could put totally, the lady on the totally grave
0: or it like just enriches yeah. the story for you, you know? Like it's not important. You yeah. can still understand the, the story without it, but it
1: But yeah. it adds a lot of depth and that exactly. kind of familiar mystery, like I don't but it totally reminded me of Diana Jones <laughs> and which remind just reminds me more of why I love her books and I so it makes me want to like read I, I think they're Maybe some, a couple of her books Mm -hmm. that I haven't read? I don't know. Probably not. I'm, like, looking at my bookshelf right (laughs) now. I think I've read all her books. But anyway, um, now I forget why I brought that up. Oh, about the Jacks. So, so the Jacks of all trades. And so, and then you realize when they're talking to each other, they use their last names? Yeah, like Frost. Or they include their full (laughs) name. So, yeah, like Jack Frost, Jack Dandy. (laughs) Um, Jack, Jack Tar, which I had to look that up, but that's what a nickname of sailors used oh. to be because they used tar mm-hmm. on the ships. Um, so Jack Tar. And yeah, so anyway, <laughs> but there's a whole room of them. And so it's like, you know, oh, what are the other ones? But it's all the, so it's Jack of all trades. Um, and then all of the whatever phrases throughout history have, you know, there are many Jacks, mm-hmm. but I, like, off the top of my head, I, I'm, like, trying to think <laughs> of <them. laughs> But, yeah, I can't, like, I can't even think of any more. Yeah, Jack Frost. I'm thinking of, like, Jackalope, but that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not enough. a Jackalope. That'd be really theory. funny if there was, like, a rabbit with yeah. antlers, like, sitting in a chair in that same room, and you're like, what? <laughs> Wielding a knife. Oh, that's yeah. Very sinister. But. Um, but yeah, the, so the lady on the gray, that
0: right?
1: yeah, but, um, based on Rhiannon from the Mabinogion, um, and which she is related to Epona, um, not the horse from a (laughs) legend, but (laughs) the, the goddess, the horse goddess, um, and from Roman mythology, Uh, mythology, yeah, religion, and so, yeah, and so she, so Epona, she would, she's a a woman who would ride uh, a horse, and she sometimes was um, seen as a psychopomp, or a a being who leads souls um, to the afterlife, Um, but yeah, and then Rhiannon, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, but, um, Yeah, she had a pale horse, uh, which you call, like, a white horse, a gray, or, you know, Mm -hmm. a pale horse, you call them a gray. Um, But also, I read somewhere that, yeah, so a white horse would be, um, like, a symbol of life, but then a gray horse would symbolize death, which is interesting, like not yeah, even a black yeah. horse, but gray, like that in-between mm. kind of color, which is interesting. But um, Rihanna in her, in her story, at one point she was uh, punished for, which you'll love this, it was, um, she has a story where she gave birth and then the child was taken and then she was framed for the child's Uh, infant side and cannibalism by, by her handmaidens who lost the baby. Um, they put blood, like puppy blood of all things. They killed a puppy. Anyway, and put the blood on her mouth to, and then accused her of eating her child. But remember, like when we talked about fairy tales, there was that. Child eating has come up before on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But of course she didn't do it, but she was persecuted for it. But her husband still loved her, but he, anyway, for part of her punishment was, um to offer travelers to carry them on her back into the city huh and so that's also part of in the like in the book graveyard book she says like well what well she meant on the back mm-hmm. of the horse but to carry the oh, people, okay um you know so an allusion to that story hmm. yeah so just yeah things like that so the lady on the gray yeah so that was yeah that but that imagery was familiar to me but then i had to Look it up to really figure out, you know, like where. Yeah, where that came from. Yeah, so I love yeah, I, I know. love that it that makes it's that it like so, kind yeah, of so rich. peaks your interest and peaks like uh, a vague memory you have, and then yeah, because yeah.
0: like I mean, so many of these stories, like some I'm very familiar with, but then others are are just like. I think I may have heard that at some point But that's still kind of fun to reference Because you're like, okay, I know this is something You know, this is coming from somewhere So,
1: yeah yeah. And then the, the burrow Or the the tomb Under the hill Have you gotten mm-hmm. to that part? Well, because he, when he was Little With Scarlet yes. the little Yeah, they go Scarlet, down into the, the crypt or whatever yeah. 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 yeah, and that comes That factors in later as well Um, But that was, you know, because I I remember growing up, like, watching, I don't know, PBS shows or whatever and and reading different stories. And, you know, you learn about in uh, Britain that there were these burial mounds, um, which, of course, burial mounds are common in ancient cultures Mm -hmm. all over the world. Um, But anyway, but like a tomb in the hill. And and then they meet this um, tattooed man down there so that's like calling back to the Celts and even the times before the Celts um, but those uh, peoples um, yeah and then the objects that were there a knife a cup and a brooch which you can imagine what the knife and cup were for but it's made clear at the end of the book what it was made what they were for but you know (laughs) the knife And a cup. (laughs) That could be considered fiction food, I guess. (laughs) But anyway, um, yeah, so like sacrifices um, for power and things. But, and then the sleer. Yeah, like the snake-like being. Yeah, the rustling, dry rustling that they hear and the many voices. And I think they describe themselves that they, 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 well, they're a collective entity now, but originally they were... men that were killed and buried together in the tomb of the owner, whoever owned the tomb that they just call him the master. Oh, okay. So you imagine that they were sacrifices and then somehow whoever was the master was like a shaman or some kind of magical man who, you know, yeah, ritually sacrificed them and then bound them together to become the Sleer, the protector of his tomb. Yeah, and then he left and or his spirit left. I don't know. Like <laughs> so they were just hanging around waiting for him. Like, but anyway. Yeah. And so Sleer, what a what a Yeah, name. what a sneaky name. <laughs> like very Yeah, it's yeah. gets under your skin like Sleer. Very on Right, Yeah, but. without
0: knowing anything <laughs> about it.
1: Sounds creepy already. Yeah. But Sleer so I looked up Slayer and there's not really I mean anything definitive mm-hmm. about it. Um but but some people say that it could be uh from the word it could mean Slayer. but like S L E apostrophe E R. So you know like in in old speak where you kind of um have a glottal Mm -hmm. stop in some words so it could have been slayer (laughs) (laughs) well some some college uh language classes oh yeah
0: i have linguistics (laughs) classes too yeah Um, i got it
1: (laughs) yeah uh so yeah so i thought that was kind of doing so slayer which But but it's a creature that bases itself on fear, but then also kind of temptation, like the temptation of power. Like, will you be our master? And here are these treasures. Right, yeah, the treasures guarding. Yeah, which one of them we know? The (laughs) breach does not have a practical purpose, like the cup and the knife, but it has some kind of enchantment. Mm -hmm. We assume. Yeah,
0: cuz like yeah. um,
1: you know, Bod, Bod
0: steals it um in order to and he's not affected no, by it. No, he is at all. though, yeah. because like he, he takes it um he, he's trying to buy a headstone for the witch cuz she has no headstone. Um which seems like some piece of mythology too. <laughs> so um but mm-hmm. he takes it to this like I guess pawn guy um and he's slightly affected by it because when he gives it to him it says something about like he wanted to keep it for himself, or he had some feeling to keep it. You know. Um, oh, did
1: it? I didn't. Yeah, even...
0: yeah. So, but then the um, the guy he gives it to Ebenezer, what's his name? Uh, Bulger. Ebenezer yeah, Bulger, Ebenezer very Bulger, evil. Yeah. Um, yeah, is completely enthralled by it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we have to find out where this came from so we can get more and blah blah blah, and you know. Entraps him and stuff yeah. yeah So um But yeah even Even Bod was a little bit Um Yeah I couldn't yeah. even Remember
1: that part Yeah so um, But yeah he wasn't As, a, as affected As As Yeah, yeah And I assume that's Because mm-hmm. of his innocence and Yeah you're probably Right about his that Yeah. like Because he doesn't live In the world He doesn't Hasn't had a need To un- understand The concept of Money Or You know Anything like that So It wouldn't really be enticing to him aside from the fact that it's an interesting Mm -hmm. object like yeah Um, yeah so I read the novel last year and then in preparation for the podcast I read the graphic novel adaptations it's a two-volume graphic novel adaptation uh, adapted by P Craig Russell and he also did some of the illustrations, but then uh, several other illustrators uh, illustrated the different oh, stories. So that was kind of cool. Because um, some some of the illustration styles, I'm like like so heavy on the black lines, oh, yeah. and then like from picture to picture, the faces aren't um, they they like change oh, <laughs> for this for like one person, but then they look different in the different frames. Anyway. It's like, <laughs> Um, but anyway, but then other, so it's kind of nice to have a mix-up of illustrators, because if you're, like, annoyed by one, it <laughs> doesn't last that long. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, so so this was, but this was cool, like, a cool refresher for, you know, after reading the novel yeah. last year. So I'm like, well, I'm gonna... Yeah, that sounds pretty that. interesting.
0: Um, my, my daughter in particular yeah. is, is starting to get into, like, um like, graphic novels and stuff. Like, our library has, like, not only a section for, like, you know, comics and graphic novels and stuff, but they have one in the kids section. So they have, like, like kid versions of stuff, which which is cool. Like, I got her one this week that's, like, fairy tales, um, you know, ilu- like, illustrated by different, you know, comic artists, which is pretty neat. But um, mm. But, yeah, it's kind of the same way. Like, a different illustrator has done each story. Um, oh, but, but see that. that <laughs> also at the library this week, um, I got a couple of Neil Gaiman's children's books because he has like a ton of children's books. I think, yeah. Oh, nice.
1: Um, yeah. So I was like, oh yeah. We yeah. Got, the first like, one I read was yeah, Wolves in the Walls. No, Did I haven't get...
0: read that one. Um, I know he he wrote all those. That was one, what's one of his earlier world? ones. Um, there's instructions. Yes, got instructions and then like an ABC book.
1: Blueberry Girl, oh yeah, and then there's, there's also a newer one, it's yeah, a Yeah, chew- like we,
0: I, I didn't get the what? Chew books, but we, we read... Cause they were probably between well, them. Well, we read yeah. several of those, cause, but I, did, I didn't even realize it oh, was okay. Neil um, Gaiman, cause like the, the ones we got, the ABCs and the Instructible ones, they are a little bit kind of like darker, you know, so you can kind of, kind of tell,
1: but like the Chew mm-hmm. books
0: are just like, you know... Typical kids books. And I mean, they're super cute, but like, you know, there, there's nothing about.
1: I didn't even realize uh, there was more oh. than one. Well, I, I mean, know there's was like, like two one, goes to school but, and I feel yeah. like
0: there was another one. I could yeah. be wrong.
1: But it, yeah, it was a, a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think we yeah. read those at some point because. Um, so yeah, Wolves in the Walls. That was the first. I think that might have been the first Neil Gaiman book that I ever read when I worked at the toy store and we had, um, I think it was new at the time that it came in. Picture book, um, and then also I uh, t- traded my dad for goldfish. <laughs> I can't remember the exact title, but there's that one also. Um, yeah, and then Coraline was the second. Oh, book nice. of his I, I, I want to read. read
0: Coraline. And, I oh love my gosh, the movie
1: so much! And
0: so yeah, I I, I want to read. Yeah. Book. Oh, I think you'll love, sure it I you I love, love it if you haven't. Yeah.
1: So I want to re- I want to read that. But I read it. Uh, when So I was living on my own. Well, I had a roommate or two, but, like, so I was in this house, and I was, like, reading in the kitchen <laughs> or something, and I was by myself, and then there was a, right, right off the kitchen, there's a, that's where our washroom was, but we, the door was closed, and then I was reading, there's a part about a mm. hand, like a disembodied hand, that is you know, kind of like thing from the <laughs> family. Anyway, it's just like yeah. scurrying along. I was reading that part in the book and then I hear <gasps> oh. a sound in that room. And it was like, the, I was right near the door in a cha- sitting in a chair. And I'm oh like, <laughs> it was oh, a God. rat or a mouse or something, but like, but still, I mean, the timing, <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah so Neil Gaiman his books yeah and then I Dave Ma- Dave McKean is commonly paired with his books um like like that's the illustrator for the American version of the Graveyard Book mm-hmm. novel and and for Coraline and anyway but his illustrations are very atmospheric like very mm-hmm. creepy Oh my gosh. Super creepy. And there is a movie called Mirror Mask that, I forget when it came out, Um, I watched it years ago, and that was very much based off of Dave McKean's illustrations, like the, it's a live action film, but it has like computer oh, okay. animation and stuff in it. it. Or maybe just regular animation. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I just Googled it. Oh. That movie was too weird for me, like, <laughs> too, I don't know, creepy, like, <laughs> because, yeah, his artwork is, I mean, it's a good pairing, like, for Coraline and, and stuff, but it's, I mean, it's very, it's very, it conveys creepiness. Yeah, weird. I
0: like the style, but, yeah, I, I'm so, looking at the wolves and the sound, wolves, like, this movie might be too. a little too creepy for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just on the
1: Yeah, illustration. definitely. <laughs> But so Neil Gaiman. But that also brings up so Neil Gaiman. He so yes, he writes novels. But he's also done well known for the Sandman right. comics. I think that's actually the first where I encountered his name. I never read the comics. Yeah, same here. Um, like but that's I was how I was always aware attracted of to the covers. And, and then stuff like, like American
0: that. Gods and like, yeah. lots, lots of other things. Yeah,
1: which is becoming a, a TV series or yeah, series? yeah, soon. It's in the works. Um, I think a mini series. Yeah, and... one hundred percent sure. Yeah, so, he, so he's also involved, so aside from novels, picture books, and comics, he's also involved in um, TV and movies, like he does screenwriting, um, and he's written some episodes of Doctor Who, of, of various other, other things, and he's also made guest appearances and voice appearances on shows like Simpsons. So um, would you call him a jack
0: of all trades? <laughs>
1: yes and a master of all <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah which is interesting the jack of all trades It's it began as a positive thing but then someone tacked on the but master of none yeah. to the end of it mean, meaning so then it's a right. negative thing meaning like you dip your toe in all these pots wait what <laughs> you di- <laughs> You. I know what you yes. mean. Yes. But you... <laughs> I'm mixing up my. Metaphor. <laughs> I'm mixing
0: my whatnot. <laughs> I like it. But, okay. no, yeah, you're right. He does yes. many things, and he does them all well.
1: Oh, and something that really surprised me years and years ago, and I thought it was awesome. His, um, he actually did the localization of the translation for Princess Mononoke. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, so he didn't do the translating, but he uh, localized or he um, made the translation uh, palatable to American okay, audiences. Gotcha. I guess that's word, it. or English speaking audiences. Yeah, so that's cool. He so he yeah has his name on a Studio Ghibli item. Knife. <laughs> yeah. Well, shall we get into food? yeah yeah I'm think I'm like I think that I've covered <laughs> <laughs> we've that we've we have covered a lot of the fun items from the yeah. book. So yes, food. food. So yeah, so this food um just plays a background, but there but there are a few scenes that focus a little bit more on food. And they kind of give um, a look into the characters' personalities mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um,
0: one I particularly liked is Miss um, Lupescu's homemade dinners, yes. <laughs> which Vaughn <Bon> hates. <laughs> so so yes. his, his general caretaker has been up until this point, and I think he's maybe six in this story when she comes... Um, but Silas, the vampire, has been taking care of him, and Silas, you know, leaves the graveyard every night, which the ghosts are unable to do, so he usually picks up, you know, some, whatever, packaged food for, for Bodley. Well, I oh, okay. so,
1: <laughs> Neil Gaiman was on uh-huh. the Colbert Report, uh, back in 2009, maybe? So that was when the Graveyard Book uh-huh. was winning all the awards. Anyway, so he was on Stephen Colbert, um, the Colbert Report, and... <laughs> um. so Stephen Colbert is like, like how do ghosts even raise a baby like what is this? and then Neil Gaiman was like well I cheated I put a vampire in there and he can leave the graveyard and he brings back like fast food and stuff yeah, yeah. he's like I gotta do so the logistics all- here
0: so yeah exactly because yeah. I mean otherwise he's
1: eating roots and grubs I guess
0: because <laughs> it is, a, it is yeah. a nature and
1: he was already two so you didn't have to worry about like like well, yeah, but I was
0: thinking about that. He did have to worry about diapers because he's wearing a diaper in the first. Yeah, yeah I know, so right? Like, <laughs> okay, there's some logistics. <laughs> and like when he talks about his clothes, like he's wrapped in a sheet and he has no shoes and he has long, dirty hair. He's just yeah. A he's like yeah. Oakley from the Jungle Book. Um, so.
1: Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think the first food that he bring, Silas brings him, is like a banana. Yeah, he brings him or a banana, it, and the very yeah. story, and he's a baby. Banana. Oh,
0: <laughs> I want to talk more about this first chapter yeah. in a little bit because, of course, like any good person yeah. with narcissistic tendencies, everything I read is about me. So, of course, like the the baby <laughs> in the first um, chapter is my son. <laughs> so. So many Aww, parallels. Yeah, because yeah, they're about the same age. But anyway, like, so he sticks in the story with Miss Lupescu. So, yeah,
1: Lupisque, yeah, he's used yeah.
0: to eating, like, um, whatever junk, chips, whatever that Silas has been bringing him. And Miss Lupescu <laughs> yeah. brings him stuff like homemade salads, like beet and bulgur salad. She's got, like, a beet and tomato salad with a vinegar yeah. dressing. And... And you imagine she's from, like... East yeah, must be, yeah. Like, Eastern she definitely Asia, has an like, affinity for beets. Yeah. But, like, this is the kind of stuff that I like to make, and my kids hate. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, or, or they, they go Are through phases, like, sometimes they like it, and then other times they're like, this is gross, I'm not eating it. Um. Yeah, like, my, my kids aren't super picky, but they definitely... You
1: think she I mean, if they've been fed
0: chips up till age six, you know, they would definitely they already turn their <laughs> nose up at this like beet salad that I try to give them. So, yeah. So, <laughs> this, yeah, that made me pretty happy because I'm like, yeah, because he's talking about how gross it is. But I'm sitting here like, oh, that sounds pretty good. <laughs>
1: Num, 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 I know, ha. like let's have a lunch date, Missy. Yeah, Christmas. and she's kind of
0: like, um, I don't know, prissy and cranky, like I can be with my kids. So.
1: Yeah, she's yeah, exactly. Me. <laughs> so yeah, I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, those were cute scenes because he, what is it? She brings him this food, and he's like, "What is that?" Bud asked, horrified. And, she,
0: and she's like, just Good take food. a bite and don't yeah. spit it out. And he's like, afraid he'll throw it up. Yeah, like, yeah. this is like me and my kids. at, at the, Now you eat both. I table. make them for you. Oh, yeah, so, I'm like, oh my so god. <laughs> <at home."> <laughs> so,
1: yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, it's that food from Silas mostly came in packets. Purchased from the kind of places that sold food late at night and asked no <laughs> questions. <laughs> No one had ever brought him food in a plastic container. And with really, a before. like... It smells horrible. What would a
0: vampire <laughs> know about food? You know, he just probably pick, picks up any old yeah. thing, and the kid, the kid likes it, no so, you know, sense. it's all good. But, um...
1: Yeah. Yeah, and we learn. I mean, we can infer that Silas has always been a vampire. Like, he was never oh, a okay. human. Oh, okay. Because otherwise, he would have memories of Well, he of would,
0: but it could be like, just, like, so long ago. That he's, like, or he just has lost his taste for food and gotten a taste for blood.
1: Yeah. The way he's portrayed, though, like, I... I mean, you may be right, but I'm just saying, like... Imagine... Well, no, I mean, or maybe, you're right, it's been such a long time that he's forgotten that, but I I just imagine, like, helping to raise a human child, like, he would have some memories... To share like experiences to share if he had yeah, been true. human once, but he isn't really a talker. Yeah, not much. So, <laughs> but yeah, like Silas and um, yeah, and and the rest of the honor guard and like they're just so. Like, I want to, yeah, I want to know more about them. <laughs> maybe you'll get anyway. another book. <laughs> I know. Even if we had just, like, little short stories or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> a, maybe a compilation of eight short stories.
0: That sounds exactly.
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> like, two years apart. <laughs> okay, so what else have we yeah. got food-wise? So, yeah, so Miss Lopeski Le- did the, the soup and the salad. Um, and then we've got... Um, oh yeah, and, she, and further on, she brings him dumplings swimming in the oh, water. Oh yeah, there's like a whole paragraph about all the that she brings him. <laughs> Yeah, small cold boiled potatoes, cold garlic-heavy sausages, hard-boiled eggs, and in, in a gray, unappetizing liquid. That's like what they would have at the <laughs> Right. The, the gray. <laughs> <laughs> he ate as little as he could get away with. Yeah, Yeah. so she brings him all kinds of stuff, and yeah,
0: none of it sounds like terrible. Although, like he is just repulsed by it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I like my food fried and brown. (laughs) So yeah, 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 in packets,
1: packets, yeah. Um, and then oh, and then and then after the Gulheim incident, um. Yeah. She brought him a small meat pie and a huge bag of chips she had bought from the fish and chips shop at the bottom of the hill. The two of them shared the chips, and once or twice, Miss Lupescu even smiled. And I think this is
0: really nice, because, like, this shows her softening up to him, because she got him the kind of food
1: he likes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and... and
1: They're more connected now. Exactly, yeah. So this was
0: actually like a really nice moment shown through
1: food. Yeah. And so there's that. And then of course, well, if we're speaking of food, not that we would want to eat it, but the ghouls. (laughs) Let me see if I can find the quote in the graphic novel. They talk about like the oh here they are the best drink can you imagine how fine a drink the black ichor that collects in a coffin can be (laughs) oh (laughs) gross (laughs) yeah so there's that so if you're having a neil gaiman party or a graveyard book party yeah (laughs) serve yeah, some black people ichor. to eat, black ichor to drink. But it has to be rotten. Yeah, ghouls, they'll like, even if they kill you, they won't eat you right away. They wanna, they'll wanna they put you somewhere so you can rot. And then, that's their delicacy. Yum. <laughs> Yum. Yeah. Um, let's see. A carton of orange juice, apple, a box of breadsticks, block of cheese... Uh, this was some food that Bud was eating, and it was provided for him in the crypt. Just some provisions down there for him. Um, let's see. Oh, and then Mr. Frost and Scarlet, um, because there was there was the fish and chips mm-hmm. place just down the hill uh, from the graveyard. Uh, Scarlet and Mr. Frost. After they did some grave rubbings, uh, they went down and got some steaming fish and chips, drenched in vinegar and glittering with salt, and we're just eating them out of paper bags. Lovely. So I love fish and chips, and I
0: love the malt vinegar.
1: Delicious. Mm Uh, and then more about... So, there were a few dinners that transpired with Scarlet and her single mom, Nuna, and Mr. Frost. And so, <laughs> Nuna, or Scarlet's mom, wasn't the best cook, isn't the best cook. And so, that um, talks about the <laughs> smell in the kitchen. <laughs> the chicken was good. The salad was better. <laughs> <laughs> the roast potatoes were too crispy. No such um, thing. And then, yeah, and then there were chocolates. Mr. Frost brought chocolates for Scarlett and her mom. And can I just... That bothered the, the what? heck out of me. I was trying to find another <laughs> word. The whole Mr. Frost, Scarlet, her mom thing. Oh, see, I, I didn't get that far. So you got a yeah. single mom of a daughter... And then the the mom of a... The single mom of a daughter. And she's letting her daughter traipse around with a yeah, middle-aged that's pretty single man. Up. Like, get rides from him. Go over to his house. Da-da-da. And so... Um, so, as I said, I read this novel last year. And I did... Uh, write a review for it, and so I had to like go back to my review to like see what my thoughts Uh were back then. (laughs) And that's one that because reading the graphic novels it didn't, and also because this is my second time, so things didn't hit me as Mm -hmm. they did initially. Um, And then the the graphic novels um, not containing all the text, of course, that a novel does. Anyway, um, so I had to go back to my original review and So I'm... Let me see where I wrote it. Letting a girl hang out with an older man who's a new acquaintance is disturbing, especially if the one doing the letting is the girl's single mother. (laughs) (laughs) This bothered the heck out of me and made me wonder if some sort of enchantment was involved, but there wasn't, at least not that was explained or shown in any way. Like, like we can imagine that there was some... Right! You know, like how... Because... uh, because, well, um, reading the graphic novels, it kind of, the kind of illustrations and stuff kind of make it look like maybe the mom was in a daze, somewhat, like, yeah, do you want to come back for dinner, or something, I don't know. That, yeah, but, you're right, that would make a lot more sense, because. But really, that bothered me I know. so much. What kind of parent would, <laughs> like. And yeah, a single, single parent. parent. At that, yeah,
0: and like, not to mention, like, she females, even had like... disappeared once before, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, like, when she first meets <sighs> Bob in the graveyard, she disappears, and then, yeah, I think that would make me super, just regular protective, not even overprotective. Like, that's totally reasonable to, like, yeah. know where your child is. So, and not send him off Ugh. with some strange man. <laughs>
1: It's like, it, I like, so I can kind of see maybe that the mom was under some Brawl. Kind of, yeah, something. But Scarlett wasn't. Like, it didn't seem like but she Scarlett, was. But Scarlett,
0: I mean, but, sh- her personality, like, is, is very so
1: just like, um, yeah. Uh, what am I trying to say? Um. Well, I remember when I read the novel the first time I was like, Get Yeah. Out of here. No, like, no, you're totally right. Yeah, really that doesn't make her. any sense. <laughs> so whatever that word is to describe <laughs> that. <laughs> but yeah. And I do I do like so that's kind of a spoiler, I guess. She does. Okay, don't worry settle. about spoilers. We've spoiled a lot, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so she is not with like Bod, you could see that Bod I wouldn't say he was in love with her. Maybe, but I mean, oh, yeah, he had there an was definitely a connection, and especially because,
0: And he yeah, was like she was sad. the only, um, like, really person he had
1: For talked long, to, but even yeah, if she he, wasn't, he, he like, she it. was
0: very, um, adventurous and very open, and, um, yeah, I was
1: kind of connected with him, yeah, and, and you could see at the end when they have. Um, like, when, at the ending of the book, you could see that she's kind of shallow as well. Like, I, I feel like it was exposed more, a little bit more and more when she was reintroduced. Yeah, into I'm story interested to see older. how she is
0: when she's grown up. Because I think she's, like, five, I think, or six when we first meet yeah. her. And then she moves and away. And then she comes back 10 years when later. she's, like, 14 or, 14 or 15. 15. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah, I'm
1: interested to see how she's grown up. And she and she does seem like a, but still like outspoken and adventurous and whatnot. But, but more, but yeah, just kind of a little bit shallow. And and then yeah, she can't really handle the stuff that transpires. Um, well, understandably, yeah. so she, I don't I don't yeah. blame her for that. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty heavy. So it's her, yeah, so she turns out being like afraid of Bud, kind of, um, and then. Yeah, but then Silas makes everything okay. He's uh, Silas is very thoughtful. <laughs> like he pretty much gives, settles things uh, how Scarlet wanted them, like according to her desires, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. But anyway, but yeah, but I I appreciate that. Yeah, at, so like at the end of the book, it's Bod like Bod on his own mm-hmm. is going out to discover the world and himself. Like he's not attached. To in a relationship with scarlet or whatever yeah. like i really like when books do that it's like relationships are great and they can help like help you discover who you are in, in a sense like but i feel like but i appreciate it more when authors write it so that the character discovers or at least does some discovering of who they are on their own like as an individual not attached to yeah i agree French kissing and stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, I liked... I liked that. That he was himself and on his own journey at the end. hmm Yeah. So, more food. <laughs> so, um...
0: Well, let's go back to the first chapter. Um, okay. When he's a baby running from this assassin um yeah and and one of the very first descriptions of him, like the um like the <laughs> yeah. the man Jack has come to his room, so he's killed the whole family and he comes to the baby's room, and the baby's not in the crib, and um but he says he can smell him, it's like, oh, he was here, and he has like a a milky smell. Um, I mean, and then he smells, chocolate like, chip chocolate cookies chip cookies. Something. Yeah, <laughs> and this, like, description, I love, and it broke my heart, because, like, all babies smell so good. <laughs> yeah. Always. Even when they're, like, stinky, they smell good. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so I, and I liked the description of chocolate chip cookies, because, like, it just seems, like, that is a food that embodies innocence, you know, and childhood. Well, and that so, reminds
1: me of the movie Michael. Was John oh, Travolta yeah, he's Michael like an and angel. And all the women yeah. said that he smelled he smells like, like chocolate like chip cookies. cookies and stuff. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. But, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Like, that's just such a, like an innocent, pure smell. And then yeah. we do get chocolate chip cookies again later when he um, takes the brooch and goes to um, Ebenezer oh, Boulders. place, yeah,
1: doesn't he have some place. And he But he has some, like,
0: Dale chocolate chip cookies in a drawer some biscuits yeah, so yeah. they didn't sound that great but um <laughs> hey whatever sounds good to yeah. to bod um but yeah I love, I love that description and then um like you like you mentioned before too like he comes to the graveyard and they're you know the all the ghosts are like okay we're gonna take care of him now how are we gonna feed him and this and that and and you know Silas gives them a banana which he's happy about. And that reminds me of my son, too, because my son was went through a... He still likes bananas, but he went through a stage where he was, like, obsessed with them. Like, he would get up <laughs> yeah. first thing in the morning and be, like, wanting bananas and come downstairs. And he knows where they are. Um, we keep them, like, on the, the <laughs> counter kind of between. We have, like, a kitchen and then, like, a playroom. And there's, like, a kind of a window in between. Um, so we have him up there on the counter, so he runs around to the playroom side, and climbs up on the toy box, and gets his own banana. <laughs> yeah. He's all about that banana. Oh, yeah, and, 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 <laughs> and nowadays he's, like, doing everything for himself, and we're not allowed to touch it. He wants to take it, so he peels it, and he, he first takes the peel off, and then he takes all the little strings off. <laughs> Because he doesn't <laughs> like those. And then he eats his little banana. Yeah, so Aww. so of course I'm thinking about my son because he is around I the totally same age. totally see do that. Yeah, he's yeah. the same age as Bob <laughs> in the first chapter. So I'm like, oh, yeah. So good good yeah. job, Neil, Neil Gaiman, for writing a nice kid description. Of course it is based on his son, so I'm sure it's
1: like pretty accurate. Yeah. But it, but it was interesting about the banana scene. Um, And Miss, Mrs. Owens, she's like, and what would that be? And Silas like, it's a banana, a fruit from the tropics. Oh, You peel right. off the outer covering like so. Never heard of them. Yeah. What's it taste like? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> and then Silas consumed only one food, and it was not bananas. <laughs> I'm reading that from the graphic novel, so, the, so I don't no, know that's no, it's, it is No, it, the...
0: it's exactly like that in the book. And, and yeah. so that gives us nice clues to both of them. Like, first of all, Miss uh-huh. Owens is so
1: old that... The time period. Yeah, yeah that they didn't
0: did. have bananas because, you know, they're from the tropics. And then Silas does not eat bananas because he's a vampire. So, um, yeah. yeah, so that's that's kind of nice. But babies love bananas, so Bod gobbles it up. So
1: Yeah. There was another reference to... Um, like f- the time of food I think it was oh like one of the ghosts said that Scarlet was a uh, had the face of a squished plum or something and then she's like don't you mean a tomato and then Bob was like no he wasn't around when he was it's something like that. Yeah, um, I don't I, I, I don't remember that, account, but that's pretty funny. Yeah. My favorite. Is. No new world foods will be referenced in in yeah. this graveyard. Nope. So you can imagine that Bod was probably a whiz at history. It does mention that like in school that he's good at history, but he adds in like tidbits that nobody would know about.
0: <laughs> like firsthand <laughs> knowledge of the times that yeah. didn't make he it should into totally the He'd totally be like a historian. Oh, for I his like brother, that. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and then one of the foods at the end of the book is the pizza restaurant. Um, so, uh, Silas takes Bud, um, to a nearby pizza place. Of course he does. Si- to Silas show him knows, how to use a menu. He knows all the good food, even though he doesn't eat yeah. it. <laughs> so. so he's, so he and Silas sat near the back and Silas showed him how to use a menu, oh. how to, how to order food. Silas ordered a glass of water and a small salad for himself, which he pushed around the bowl with his fork, but never actually put to his lips. And I love this Bod ate his pizza with his fingers and enthusiasm. I cannot remember the name of that type of uh, word smithing i don't <laughs> Bod ate his pizza with his fingers and enthusiasm, so it's like but it it has a name for that kind of oh like a mixed um. Yeah, so about ate his pizza with his fingers, Bud ate his pizza with enthusiasm. Like, but it puts them... So yeah.
0: Anyway. Hey, you already <laughs> dropped glottal stop on us, so I think your, like, grammatical and linguistic uh, terms are used up for this podcast, so... Ugh,
1: obviously. Yeah. I've been trying to think about it all day, and I cannot... I'm like, I remember I had a class, and we talked about it, <laughs> and I thought it was awesome, and I remember, like... Forming a bunch of sentences like that because I thought it was just so yeah fun and yeah, clever. and now I, of course I, I didn't know I there might... was a
0: term for that. But now, now so, it's going to bother me. Yeah. If any of you listeners know what that, any of you grammar geeks want to write in a fiction kitchen yeah, podcast? Is it called grammar? Uh-huh. What
1: do you even call it? Like a part of grammar or a device? I don't know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> device, literary device. Yes,
1: yeah. but it is pizza with his fingers and enthusiasm. Well, <laughs> so there's that. And there are other food mentions, like, at least in the graphic novel, when it's the interlude with the Jacks of all trades, they're all like, they're in this, like, men's club or something, all drinking coffee and stuff. <laughs> uh, and that's in the illustrations. Um, yeah. So, anyway, that's all the, those are the more prominent food. Um, yeah. Images. Yeah, there was an apple tree that was somewhat near Liza Hempstock's grave. Yeah, so that's um, in that the Bob graveyard,
0: and it mentioned all the apples. That yeah.
1: Bod learned to
0: wait till they ripened because he used to eat yeah, he he the could, unripened <laughs> apples, and he got
1: sick. Yeah, so. probably got the squits. <laughs> Sorry, we had cattle that had the squirts often back on the farm. (laughs) There was, like, a pear tree near them. Okay, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So, tell us, let's talk about our recipes. All recipes. (laughs) How about, tell me about yours. Okay. Well,
0: I made chocolate chip cookies because, yeah, yeah, because I love that so much. And I'm like, okay, I want, you know, I'm thinking about babies that smell like chocolate chip cookies. So, I'm going to make them... Um, yeah. and so I was also excited about the recipe I chose because it is one I've been wanting to try for a while, the, um, much talked about 2009, uh, New York Times chocolate chip cookie recipe. Um, and that's the award winning
1: year for the graveyard book.
0: Oh, how interesting. 2009. Oh, okay. That's yeah. very coincidental, but yeah, maybe, yeah. Hmm, I don't know, maybe something was in the air. <laughs> Um, some like chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, right in here. the vibes. Yeah. Right um. So this recipe took the food world by storm in 2009, and so um, basically, it's just like um, two different flowers. Um, which I have been learning about different flowers. Do you know much about different flowers? <laughs> Like, I always see... I don't know. It depends. I used to see recipes, (laughs) like, listing this or that. I'm like, oh, screw it. All purpose. Um, (laughs) Call it all purpose for a reason. But this one calls for um, cake flour and bread flour.
1: Oh, yeah. They'll totally get different textures. Yes. And
0: so, cake flour... um, I actually... I didn't buy cake flour, because you can easily make it at home by just... um, For every cup, take out two tablespoons and add two tablespoons of cornstarch. And so, like, yeah, the cake Mm -hmm. flour is meant to give it kind of a crispy texture. And then the bread flour is high in protein, so it will give it a chewy texture. So you get both these things by using both of these flours. Nice. And so then it's got um, brown sugar and white sugar and you're supposed to use these fancy chocolate chips that they didn't have at my grocery store, so I just used regular... Well, I used the, quote, premium chocolate chips. I'm like, okay, let me at least shell out for these. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, they turned out really nice, and I've still got some unbaked dough. Oh, yeah, and you're supposed to let the... Cookie dough! Yeah, and i also ate some cookie dough, full disclosure. (laughs) (laughs) Delicious! Um, Yeah, but you're supposed to let the dough sit at least 24 hours... Because um, oh. I've seen many articles on this, and some that have done like comparisons, um, that actually it's good to let it sit like up to three days. Um, because yeah. as it sits, like the the butter is fully and the eggs are fully getting into all the flour and stuff, um, and it just gives it like a better texture and it like caramelizes better when it's baking and um, yeah, good stuff. So. Um, you know, it's a little bit more com- complicated than your, like, your, your Nestle Toulouse. <laughs> um, yeah. Nestle Tollhouse uh, chocolate, <laughs> chocolate chip cookies, but, um, but yeah, it, it turned out really good, so I, you I've been wanting to try this, so, yeah. yeah, Uh, baby smell caliber chocolate chip cookies. That's what we're, that's what we're gonna call these. <laughs>
1: awesome. That? And oh, go ahead. You previously made uh beet soup, right? That's right. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to make uh, Miss Lupescu, yeah, food, I was very much t- check out Carrie's recipe. Yeah. yeah I was
0: that. tempted to make her, um, yeah, her beet and bulgur salad or her beet and tomato salad because both of those sounded pretty good to me, if not to bod. Um, but yeah, <laughs> beets are good stuff, so I recommend them in general
1: because <laughs> yeah. it does say later that she like because the first time it's like the beetroot barley beef stew or something and then later on it says just like a, a purple stew with like sour cream on top so that, oh, okay. that yeah like me of what you Um, uh, yeah. it's
0: interesting to me that she was like into beets and not like like really raw meaty meat. stuff, yeah.
1: Because yeah. I mean, I guess like she did give him a meat pie at one point. That's so. true, yeah. But it
0: wasn't like you know every meal is like slabs of beef and. I stuff, know. It was you know? Yeah. To...
1: She. So but, yeah, so that's interesting because it's like yeah, you imagine that she's like from Eastern Europe, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and also the way she speaks and exactly yeah, this like, and she's trying to help him to be healthy and all this stuff. So it's like her cultural, healthy food is beets, I guess. Yeah, and beets are very <laughs> but, healthy. Yeah. All right. So, so what about you? What yeah. you make? Fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, so I used, um, well, I have a deep fryer, but I didn't use it this time. I, I did the candy thermometer in the large pot, um. But, yeah, so the fish, they turned out, it's so simple. Would the you batter. use cod? Yes, okay. I used cod, but, of course, you know, you could use different, like, white fish, like tilapia or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but the, it's flour and soda water, or club soda. Oh, nice, yeah. Easy peasy, yeah, so it's Cause easy that'll, peasy. Yeah,
0: that'll give it a little bit, yeah.
1: They were so crispy, oh, like yeah. crazy crispy, and then the the chips or the fries, um, yeah, they were they were good. It was just I just used russet potatoes, uh, and then you know you soak them. After you slice, you peel and slice. Um, I guess you wouldn't have to peel if you didn't want to, um, but and then you put the potato uh, pieces slices in cold water, Uh, and then you, yeah, you fry them on a low heat setting, like 325 for um, just like a minute or two, and then take them out and let them drain, and then put them in again once the heat reaches um, up to like 375, put them in again for like four minutes, Uh, and then they're done. Yeah, I've
0: heard that's a good technique, like the double...
1: Yeah, and they were sweet, like they didn't have any flavoring, like I didn't put any extra bits. Like, I did sprinkle a little bit of sugar, like, when when they were finally done and um, on the paper towel, but, like, it was, they were really tasty, like, a little bit of sweetness just naturally from the potatoes. Um, Yeah, and then I had uh, malt vinegar. Because, yeah, in the book it says they were drenched in malt vinegar and sparkling or glittering with salt. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, and then, you know, put them in a little brown paper bag, rolled it down, and just ate it, <laughs> ate it like that. So, that sounds delicious. Yeah, so that was a good, a good meal. We had that for dinner one night. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that sounds really good. I have got to get a candy thermometer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I just found mine, like, at the grocery store. Yeah. It's totally not fancy. But still, it's, like,
0: super useful, you know? I think it's, like... For candy and for deep frying. frying Yeah. Yeah, I just totally guess when I'm... Like, I don't deep fry very often at all, but when I do, I just guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why I recently... Because I have a little fry daddy, but it's... Because it's a small uh, deep fryer, it doesn't have a dial for heat setting. Mm -hmm. It just has one basic heat setting, and I think that is like 375. Oh, okay. So, I recently I've been using yeah, so more uh, con- just oil in a pot. You have more control. control. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, that was, that's my recipe. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um. So, some something else I wanted to mention, Um. the Graveyard book, it was optioned for film a few years ago, um, but it changed hands, and that. now... Yeah, Ron Howard is set to do something with it yeah. <laughs> in, in in conjunction with Disney, I think. It's going to be a Disney... I should look that up again. <laughs> Just to like... But yeah, it's totally... It's Ron Howard. Yeah, that's fantastic. Which this, I wonder... I think this would make a fantastic movie. Like,
0: you know, so, so many of the stories would be fun to see the visuals... Um...
1: Yeah, yeah, I wonder how because it it is the course of his childhood. So I wonder how they would like age the <laughs> choose to do that. Like I could kind of see maybe starting out with him as a baby, and then maybe jumping ahead to him as like like eight a year fifteen old- or something. Oh. Well, I mean, because I don't know if they'd want to get that many different actors. Well, yeah, I'm just thinking like I, I think like
0: a like a baby of course and then like a child like several of those stories in the middle could happen during childhood you know yeah. so just like one age and then like like
1: yeah cuz i could see them yeah grouping the stories and adapting the stories to fit one one age yeah and then and then like at the end maybe it's him yeah like when he leaves leaving or something yeah, so- but yeah so that would totally be curious how how they would do it like would they do it like chapters cuz that would be make an interesting movie if they did it like short stories like with some kind of just transition in between i i mean if they wanted to be like totally different yeah that would be different it might but i mean chop just to make it like a regular hollywood yeah ma- regular hollywood movie i i'm like i wonder how they would mush it together yeah you know um yeah so it'll be from disney and ron howard uh, Will direct it. I wonder if Neil Gaiman, because he's already a writer, a screenwriter. So I if don't know if he's adapting it. If if he'll be, yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's something to look out for in the next few yeah. years, I guess. Um, and also All Hallows' Read is coming up. That's uh, something that Neil Gaiman started years ago. Uh, and instead of giving, well, you can still give candy to people, <laughs> but the idea is that you uh, leave a book somewhere on Halloween for someone to find and take. Oh, nice. I think I've heard of, so, heard of that. Yeah. All Hallows Read. <laughs> um, well, nice. Halloween's a coming. Yeah. So All Hallows Read is a Halloween tradition it's simply that in the week of Halloween, or on the night itself, you give someone a scary book. So check it out, it's just allhallowsread.com, and you can get information about it, but that's something that Neil no Gaiman started, and I think it's been growing in the the years since it started. Uh, yeah, so think of a scary book you can give to someone, <laughs> or leave, mysteriously, for some way <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright
0: Well, we can wrap it up we'll post links to anything we talked about as well as our recipes at our website at fictionkitchenpodcast.com
1: yep and you can catch us on social media on Facebook, Instagram Tumblr and Twitter thanks so much for listening yeah, catch you later, bye and happy Halloween yeah, woo. <laughs> At the first hour of
0: the springtime Made you a prince with a thousand enemies Now I see you from the corner Clock strikes and I know you will be drinking alone and there's a ghost in me Who wants to save
1: On Twitter, oh. yeah, on Twitter we're at FK and all the other places. Oh wait, Fiction Kitchen Podcast, something like that. Yes, that's true. <laughs> you can find us. <laughs> You'll find us. We're there. Yeah. We're everywhere. <laughs>